Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of your show. I'm probably wrong about everything. Before we begin, I wanted to do an advertisement for a reminder for our Patreon account. For as low as $1 a month or $3 a month, you can follow us. You get inside access to early episodes. We also are doing a promotion. If you join us now, you get a T-shirt with your number on it, and we also give you a, a shout-out for supporting us. All money goes into getting us better technology uh, so that we can produce the best show possible for you, the listener. Shout-out to those who have joined our Patreon account, Ryan Pereira, Lexi Foster, Melanie Gilbranson, Rodney Francisque, Chris Francisque, uh, son and father duo there, and Farheen Swanson and Ian Swanson, the married couple that again these people are supporting us and thank you so much today's guest is jessica raven jessica is a is a twitch streamer you can follow her at miss pistachio and today we talk about community mental health parenting sexism in video games why video games are awesome and we even talk about her favorite game which i won't give away you have to find out and uh, yeah, we had a wonderful conversation, and I know you're going to enjoy it. Thank you for listening. Uncut, uncensored, and unfiltered. This is an open mind. And you're listening to I'm Probably Wrong About Everything. All right, we have Jessica Raven with us. How you doing? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, 2021's off to a very interesting start. Um, yeah. You know, we just started recording this, and yesterday was that whole thing on the Capitol, right? Oh, yeah. Man, it's scary to think that that's happening so close. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I, for me, it's just a matter of, like, what do we want to pay attention to? Because. Yeah. That happened, but at the same time, it was the voting in Georgia that just totally like, whoosh, like, did we forget to realize the good news that was with that kind of thing? Yeah. So, and and that's something that, that you're very much about is online, you do streaming. I do, yeah. And, and streaming is very much like a positive thing for people to kind of see and get into. So- I think so, yeah, for sure. What, what, what pulled you into that? Um, well, I've just been playing video games for a long time. Um, and I started playing a game called RuneScape on mm -hmm. the PC. And I just had a friend say to me, like, you would be really, really good at streaming. And I was like, tell me more. Right. <laughs> that's about it. So how long ago was this that this, your friend mentioned streaming? Uh, he mentioned it probably back in April, but I didn't start streaming until probably August. I think August 2nd was my very first stream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. And, and, and tell me a little bit more about that. Like, what is it exactly that you do when you're streaming? So, I mean, ironically, all I'm doing is playing a game with a video camera and just having conversation as I go. Um, I'm, like I said, I'm pretty new to the game. So I get a lot of help from the people that are watching. I've got a Discord group, which is like a, not a Facebook, but like an, like a, like a messenger 
for games. Um, and I've got a group of people that I hang out with all the time. And so they'll come in voice chat and be on the stream. The voices will be on the stream with me and they'll be helping me do things. Um, and yeah, there's not too, too much to it. It's very, very simple. Right. <laughs> and you could do it for anything, right? There's different, there's different types of platforms of streaming or not platforms, but there's different genres. So some people will go on there and do art and do art projects and just have conversations with people explaining what they're doing, how they're doing it. Uh, there's a whole forum where it's just chatting and it's literally people just sitting here like you and me having a conversation and people are joining in live and you know they can ask questions and and it's great it's it's a great it's a great platform for lots of different things yeah well it, it seems like it's uh it's a platform that people i guess the one thing that the world needs more of is a sense of community 100 percent. right and and i think that that's definitely what you're providing for people when you you're going on the twitch yeah. I sound, man, I sound like an old person when you're going on the Twitch. Oh, the Twitch. <laughs> yeah. Like the people that come on there, do you interact with them? Like, do you talk to them or? Oh, yeah. What, what's oh, the yeah. pull factor, I guess is what I'm saying. What makes people come and see you? Uh, well, it really depends. So like it, me streaming RuneScape, you know, I'm not going to come up on a video. I'm not going to come up in the Call of Duty section. So yes. people are looking for specific videos, specific genres, whether it's games or, or cooking or whatever it is. Um, and you have just like a little uh, a thumbnail of like the beginning of your stream. So if it's like just me or me and my game um, and people will just click on it, you've got a, a tag at the beginning saying like, this is what I'm doing to draw people in. Um, and then they'll just pop in and say, hi, the longer you're doing it, the more they come back and then you start building friendships and, and a community and yeah, it's a good time. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. so, so what made you decide to do RuneScape instead of say like World of Warcraft or something like that? It was just the game that I was playing at the time and it is much like World of Warcraft. It's very much so like a grindy game. You do the same thing over and over again to get experience, to gain levels. Um, those those uh, levels help you do specific quests. Those quests give you items. Those items help you with bosses. So it's, it's very much one of those. Um, and you put hours and hours and hours into it just to, just to get to the top. Um, and so, yeah, I was just, that was the, just the game that I was playing. I was playing it nonstop. It came out on mobile. So RuneScape actually came out in 2001. Um, and there's a bunch of different, um, they've had a bunch, like there's RuneScape 3 and, and all that. Um, but RuneScape, old school RuneScape came out on mobile. And so that's how I started uh, when the pandemic started and, and we went into isolation. Uh, my friend was like, you should play this game. It'll help pass some of the time. Cause I'm just sitting at home you know, with my four-year-old all day and he won't let me watch the TV. There, now I sound like an old person. Um, yeah, he won't let me watch any shows. So I was like, okay, well, I'll play this game. And after the first three months, I was like, I need to get onto an actual computer and play this because I'm not getting any benefit out of this. There's so much more you can do on a computer. Mm -hmm. So I got a computer and then within like three or four weeks, I started streaming. Wow. So what is it that you need to stream um honestly not a lot some people don't even use a camera 
Um, I right now am using uh, like a Logitech webcam, uh, blue snowball microphone, um, and just basic Samsung earbuds for my phone. Uh, you just really need a computer. It's you do need a mic, but your computer also has a mic. There are some right. people that are just like bare minimum streamers. And then you can get like super high tech, like a lot of times or at my, uh, before I moved, I had like all of these lights put up on the wall to decorate, uh, draw people in. Um, and it's a fun way to, you know, keep interaction. So uh, as you're, the longer somebody watches a stream, you accumulate uh, points. Those points can be used for certain things like telling me to hydrate if I've been streaming for a long time or a posture check. Um, and one of the things I had was like to change the lights. Um, but that's not for everybody. Um, I personally use two monitors. So I have a my computer screen uh, that's hooked up to the computer. And then I have with an HDMI cord, a second monitor set up. That way I can have my stream uh, analytics and all that on one and then my game on another. And I can just keep an eye on what my internet connection is doing and, and all that stuff. Okay, that's gotcha. pretty much it. And then how long is the average stream that you do? When I first started, I was I was only doing maybe three hour streams. So I'd start at you know eight thirty, do three hours, sign off. Now I'm like hitting like six or seven hours sometimes, sometimes less. But I'm just like so into this game right. and. If I'm doing a boss and I haven't completed the thing that I want, I'm going to keep going until I get it. <laughs> and before you know it, it's three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Oops, I got to work in four hours. <laughs> so this level of immersion and like I look at uh, I look at the way social media is, you know, and there's influencers and things like that and the amount of work that they do. But it yep. sounds like what it is that you're doing is very much natural. Like it's almost like you know, you'd be doing it anyways. Yeah. Well, and that's sort of why I did it in the first place. Normally I was just sitting there talking to my friends on, on our voice chat in discord. And so now oh. I just added a screen and I'm talking to random people. So I'm still doing the same thing that I was before. Right. Right. So when you were talking, and, and I think that's kind of when this person had this idea, like, Jessica, you need to get on Twitch and do this because you guys are communicating through the Discord. Yeah. And you're and you're having your, you know, your banter or whatever. And someone's like, yeah. man, you got to get on there. So what what was it about your banter that people are like, come on, it was yeah. It wasn't just my banter. It was like how big of a noob I am, like how mm -hmm. terrible I actually am at this game. And like I'm dyslexic. So reading has always been an issue for me. And it's just like, I can't pronounce the names of the places that I'm going, the armor that I'm wearing. And like, yeah. it, they just it's just funny that they, it's something that is like, oh my gosh, laughable because I'm this yes. new person who's getting into the game for the first time. Most of the people who are playing are in my age category. Like they're about 21 to 32, really like 10 years. Um, and so a lot of these people have been playing since they were like six years old, 10 right. years old. And they've been doing it for a long time. They've watching the videos, you know, they're listening to other people say the words, I'm not. So it's really funny for them. 
I screw up pretty much everything that I do. Um, one of my, so my name online is Miss Pistachio. Yeah. And one of my, one of the things that I say when I'm getting into something is watch Miss Piss screw up this. Like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> How old are the people? Like, do you have any idea the demographics of the people watching you? They're about the same. When, when it comes to old school RuneScape, yeah, they're about the same. I don't run into very many people under the age of 21. Right. I mean, I, I think it's a great idea because how many people are streaming RuneScape versus how many people are streaming Call of Duty? That's the thing. It's a pretty small community. Mm-hmm. And because it's been around for so long, these are all people that I've like, like I've been saying, like they play forever. Um, if I'm looking at the like on a, on a regular day, if I'm, if I'm going in to watch a, somebody else's stream and I click on the, the old school RuneScape category, there's probably only like three to 6,000 people streaming. For, for RuneScape? For RuneScape. Whereas if yeah. there's like baking, you could have 33,000 people streaming. You could like old or Call of Duty could have 40,000 people streaming. Right. And those 40,000 people have... 20 50,000 people watching like it really depends on the person so and it's it's all over the world it's not just in Canada so I have more people from the states uh Finland uh New Zealand Arizona or Arizona Australia my bad (laughs) so you get them from all over the place so the amount of people that could be watching you is in abundance yeah because you're 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 on the internet right you're open to the world yeah yeah I mean, it, it kind of always blows my mind just how many people are doing this, who are doing streaming, right? Like mm-hmm. how many people are doing these different things? And that's why, again, you know, you I think you've really uh, kind of hit something here. You're marketing yourself to a really tight-knit community, RuneScape, yeah. Yeah. right? And, you know, I, I think that you're only going to go further from here kind of thing, right? I mean, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like you've grown quite a bit since uh, uh, August or March, I believe you said you started. August is when I started streaming. March is when I started playing. Right. Yeah. Right. So what's the what's the goal for you? Like, do you have goals when you do this? or? Uh, my goal at this moment is to make partner. It's going to be the highest... Uh, class I can get uh, and it's where I'm going to make the most money so Mm -hmm. I'm my goal is to get there this year which is a great goal because I have a full year (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's that's my goal right now I'm considered an affiliate so I'm able to make money um but it's it's a shared profit with twitch okay so what is an affiliate or the, or the next one. Sorry, affiliate's the next one, right? That's what no, you're going affiliate for. Affiliate is what I have right now. Right. There's only three. So there's just a basic Twitch streamer. Then you hit affiliate, which means you can start getting subscriptions. And then uh, you hit partner, which means you are receiving more money from uh, your subscriptions and everything else instead of sharing that with Twitch. So for example, as an affiliate, um, I get 50% of all my subscriptions. Whereas as a partner, I'm going to receive 75% of my commissions or mm-hmm. subscriptions subscription sorry so I guess the other thing is is what's the future of this because like you say thousands of people are watching twitch and and then you have esports right which is like taking over like that's huge in uh places like South Korea 
but it's even becoming bigger, you know, here. So what's, what's sort of like, what do you see happening in the future in terms of uh, watching, you know, people play video games? Well, it really depends. So an average streamer really only has like six to 10 years. That's it. So it's that's about their, that's their shelf life. And then pretty, pretty much. Done. Yeah. So it really like, I'm not going to be able to just stream RuneScape for the rest of my life. Right. Um, it's some people find a lot of benefit in being like a variety streamer where they have multiple different games that they play. So they'll play, you know, Call of Duty on Monday, they'll play RuneScape on Tuesday, they'll take a break on Wednesday, on Thursday, they'll play play Sims, like, I don't know, they'll do a cooking, like, they, they're just a variety. Right. Uh, some people will tune in on those specific days to watch those specific things. And some people will just tune in because they like the people. Mm. Um, So I like I may stream RuneScape for another year or two, and then I may switch it up and start incorporating another game uh, and then slowly transfer over to my mainstreams being that because you have to keep in mind too, right now my community is strictly RuneScape. I don't get anybody else. Um, So if I just start playing Call of Duty and that's my new game or start playing World of Warcraft and that's my new game, I'm not going to have the same community unless they're coming to see me. They're not going to have as much fun on a game that they know nothing about or they're not interested in. um, And the banter isn't the same Mm because we're talking about different things that they can't relate to. So it's definitely something to think about as, you know, this my career in Twitch goes on for sure. Right. Well, what's a game that you'd like to incorporate? Oh, I don't know. I think what I really want to do is at some point, I'd like to get myself a switch, mm. grab a capture card, stick that in my computer, and then I can start playing Zelda. Zelda is like my favorite game. If you didn't notice me calling my child Link. Yes. Um, I, <laughs> I am a Zelda fanatic. I love it. Um but right now I only have a GameCube and a 64. So I would like to get a Switch. I would like to play that. And that's something that, you know, people can tune in on my adventure. Like that would be right. something that I would only play live on, on, on Twitch. Now I'm going to get these two confused. I'd only be playing it on my stream so that people can go through the whole game with me in the process. And like some people will play the game or any games that are adventure games like that, but they'll do like speed runs. So Mm. they'll see how fast they can start the game and finish the game. And sometimes like it's like, you know, six hours, sometimes it's 12 hours. Um, It really depends on the game and how long they've been playing it for, but I've never played Breath of the Wild. I really, really want to. And I think it would be a super cool experience to start incorporating that into into my streams every once in a while. Yeah, because it would be your first time experiencing this game and then you're having exactly. your running commentary as you're doing it. Yeah. Right. What's your favorite Zelda? Oh, I would say Ocarina of Time. Yes. But I do really like Majora's Mask. Um, <laughs> I'm like, I'm super basic when it comes to, to my Zelda. I do like Skyward Sword, but I never got to finish it. Uh, that one was on the Wii. Okay. Yeah, those are my two favorites. Did you did you ever hear about the haunted version of Majora's Mask? No. Oh man, you got to hear this. Okay, so there's a version of Majora's Mask. This guy got it, and like the cartridge, and he put it in his Nintendo sixty four, and he turned it on, and there was a like already a profile on there, right? Okay. He's like, well, this is weird, and 
he went into it and every time it was like he would he would start walking around and then the words came on and they were like backwards and then he would just like like burst into flame and oh dude it was it was it was like it was look it up it's on yeah it's like haunted uh which by the way that game majora's mask is already pretty creepy it's really creepy (laughs) that was like i hated that i hated it i have i have a zelda tattoo and i've got ganon on my hip and i like refused to put the 64 ganon on there just because his face and the nose the nose just terrifies me yeah yeah Yeah, i don't like it so what made you what brought you into zelda like why is that your favorite game everybody knows who knows me knows my favorite (laughs) game is doom (laughs) so so why zelda um, Zelda was one of those games my dad and my brother played on the 64 and I was never allowed to play. They wouldn't let me. So I just <laughs> have to sit and watch and watch and watch and watch. And then my mom and my dad separated and my brother went and lived with my dad. Um, and they left the 64 then my sister would play and then I would get to play. Now my sister wasn't too keen. She'd get really scared of the monsters. And so as soon as she'd get into a battle, she'd just turn the game off because <laughs> she doesn't, she's not a violent person at all. Um, but for me, like I, I finally, I think it was like maybe 12. I finally got to play Zelda. And so just watching it for so long, the music is great. Mm-hmm. The characters, you know, I've, I've it's, only I think it was uh, Ocarina of Time was the only one that they had for, for the longest time. Um, so I know the most about that one. But yeah, it was just a nostalgic thing for me. And I go back every couple years and I, you know, play them again. But yeah, I just I, I love the concept. I love the story. And it's it's very it's cool. I like it. Yeah. yeah and, and that's pretty cool how you have that memory attached to it, you know, with your brother <laughs> and your dad. Right. So did they not let you play it because you were a girl? Was that no? What was the what was the sort of reason? they didn't want to share? Oh, <laughs> and I, I was the youngest. I was the youngest, so I, <laughs> I wouldn't be able to play the game. And they would just like like me. I know I'm not too sure how my dad if he's very anxious. I can't remember as a kid, uh, but I know like me, my brother, and my sister have some anxiety, and it's like one of those things like you're doing it wrong. Just let me right. do it, kind of a thing. So like I just wasn't allowed to play. So I'd watch. <laughs> yeah. Well. It- the other thing about that too is online. Like I, I play a lot of Call of Duty, and mm-hmm. I am just like shit at that game. But occasionally, you know, you'll have actually. I'm seeing that there's more women online playing games like Call of Duty, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, but there's kids that are like, "You're a girl," and it's <laughs> where does this sexism come in in video games? Like, why is that a thing? I think it's starting to change. Um, I know with like with RuneScape, for example, and like playing games, the amount of people that are like, oh my God, it's so rare to have like an attractive woman playing video games. Like, that's crazy. Why are you doing this? Um, And like, I don't know what it is, but just guys don't think girls can play. And like, granted, I'm crap at every single game. Like I'm not good, but I have fun doing it. Like, I don't really care. It's a game, right? right? Like, it's not like, you know, this, this game right here is my career and like, I have to be good at it or I'm going to get fired. Like, no, I'm just playing. I'm just having a good time. Um, And I think like recently, at least with being in isolation, 
there's not a whole lot for us to do. What do you think we're just going to sit there and paint our nails? <laughs> Play some games. Yeah. So, so is that what you're, you're attributing to more women getting into video games is because of, you know, looking for hobbies. I think so. I mean, yeah. like us women have been playing for generations, but, <laughs> but I do think that there's a big flux uh, recently as just like needing a new hobby. And like, it is a good way to connect with people since we can't go and see everybody. So even playing PlayStation, like I've got a good group of friends. They're my PlayStation boys. And I go on and we'll play Fortnite and, and Call of Duty and, and whatever. And it's our time to like, just sit and shoot the shit because we right. can't, you know, go out to a bar and hang out anymore. Really? Yeah. That's it. That's actually a really good point. Um, that I never thought about, but in the absence of sort of being able to go out and do things online is again, that's where our community is, right? Like yep. let's play Fortnite. I mean, I can't stand that game. I'm terrible. And neither can I, but I have, I have a friend, he's got a four-year-old and I stopped playing Fortnite the day that that four-year-old started kicking my butt. <laughs> I couldn't, like, yeah. I know I'm not good at the game, but I'm definitely better than yeah. a four-year-old. <laughs> yeah. You're putting me to shame right now. Yeah. Yeah. Another really cool game is uh, for community. Have you heard of Animal Crossing? I have. I haven't played it myself, but I know a lot of people that do. Yeah. Well, Jen, my uh, my wife, she started playing that game, and man, she loves it. Well, she loved it, but she she I think she played a little bit too much. She's like, okay, I need to do something else here. Yeah. But that's a cool <laughs> game because you could go to other people's islands, and you know, you're not just like beating the piss out of them. You're like, you know, doing things. Yeah. So. I think, yeah, for me, video games as a counselor, there's there's a lot of good in them. But mm -hmm. I do think that there's certain games like, you know, GTA, like for example, Link, mm -hmm. you know, that's not an appropriate game for your son. No. Right? But a game like Animal Crossing, that's an appropriate game. Yeah. But I hear kids when I'm working with them, they're like, yeah, I play GTA. And it's like, how do your parents, like, how do they not know you know yeah, what I mean? Like, I like, I, I remember thinking that it was the funniest thing. Like, oh, I just beat up this prostitute. Yes. And then like, like yeah. and then as a you're banger like, and take older, all her money. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And then you're like, what is this? Like, why am I playing this? Especially as the graphics get better, you know, yeah. like, like I yeah. love video games, but as the, like, and, and again, I, I, I talk about this all the time. I love doom. Yeah. And I played it when I was like four or five, like, geez and i went to school and i was like drawing all the monsters yeah and the teacher's like what the fuck is going on here right <laughs> so and, and my point is is that as things become more realistic yeah you know the brains that we have are still the same brains that like a medieval peasant had yeah but everything is getting more real right yeah so there really has to be some parent supervision when it comes to playing video games especially online there should be parent supervision when it comes to anything under a certain age, to be honest. Yeah. Like even just being on a computer period, like you said, online, um, playing games online on PlayStation, like you don't have as much access to the internet, but you're still talking to people. You're still giving out information too, right? So 
I think if anything, there should be some parental supervision, but for sure, like, and that's kind of one of the things I like about RuneScape is like the graphics are so terrible. Like they're, they're horrible. There's nothing crisp or clean about them, except for that they are square blocks, like pretty much. It's slightly nicer than Minecraft, but, (laughs) but still the graphics are shit. Um, and yeah, like, I don't know. I, I love a good game with graphics, but yeah, there's some really gory stuff out there. Right, right. Yeah, well, what's like, what's the goriest game you've ever played? Oh. Have you ever played the game Manhunt? No, I haven't, but I have played The Witcher. That's a great game. That's a good game. Yeah. You know, okay, so what are your thoughts about video games and helping with mental mental health? Do you think that they help mental health or do you think they make, you know, like you can become more anxious? It's a double-edged sword. Um, For me, it's been great. Um, I'm a very anxious person as it is. um, And I got a lot of pressure. So me playing video games is like my relax time. That's my release. Even while I'm like moving right now, I'll spend the whole night unpacking. And before I go to bed, I'll play an hour of video games and just like decompress Mm -hmm. from everything else that's been going on. Um, But when you're playing online games, it can be a very toxic community. Like the amount of people like throughout the years who have like tried to commit suicide because of people just trolling them, calling them names, making them feel like crap um, while they're, you know, playing. It's it's pretty awful. And a lot of things on on Twitch, at least, have been, you know, removed or like you can get banned uh, for using certain words, for uh, for wearing certain clothing, um, for making specific comments like there's Mm. there's a lot that they do to try to protect people but it's still an online community and doesn't really matter in the end somebody's still going to be mean and people have feelings so it can be it can be pretty toxic especially like right now like i said we're stuck in our homes there's nowhere to go there's no people to talk to and this community or like the people that you're playing with online like those are your friends and when those friends decide to turn on you you feel very alone. Right. Has yeah. that happened to you? Not yet. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good. I've been, yeah. I've been really, really blessed to have a very helpful community. Um, and I think that goes along with me being a single mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember uh, starting or helping uh, a friend of mine open up a THC vape shop. And we put an article in the paper and he wanted to be like, yeah, a single mom running a vape shop, blah, blah, blah. And the amount of hate that I got, that was just so terrible. Like, oh, maybe if you just closed your legs, you wouldn't be a single mom. And it's Seriously? like, mm, you don't know me. <laughs> like, I just but sit I there know at my you computer. and I know that that's real, what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> Go like, fuck I with Jessica. There, yeah. I'd sit there on the computer and I'd read these comments. I'm like, wow. Like, why Canada Post? Why are you doing this to me? Or not Canada Post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, but yeah, it, it was just like one of those things. And I was like, can I handle this mm. on online where this is happening live? And I've been so blessed to, to not have any of those experiences. Like I've had a couple of people, like people come in and say some really weird things. But now that I'm comfortable with what is going on, like if it would have happened on my first stream and somebody had like said something super weird or super hurtful, I would have been like, oh, I don't want to yeah, do this anymore. I'm not doing this. Yeah. But now 
now I'm comfortable and, you know, I've got people in my chat that as soon as somebody says something negative, they're like quick to light it up and be like, mm -hmm. get this guy out of here. I've got moderators. Moderators are friends of mine who can keep an eye on the chat. So I don't have to worry about trying to ban somebody or mute somebody or do any of that. They'll just do it for me. So, so yeah, like it, I've, I've been really blessed with a great community of friends and, and people in my life here on, online. You have like a team with your moderators. <laughs> I do, yeah. What's yeah. the what's the weirdest thing somebody said? Uh, that they wanted to drink my period blood. Jesus. Like, right? <laughs> There's some weird people out there, and I How know they were just. With yeah, I know like, they were just doing it for a reaction. Of course. Like that's a lot of the time. That's what they're doing. Like that's what anybody ever really does. Do right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why. That's why I'm here. I just believe that I should have my own reality show. So instead I'm doing this. Um, yeah, so there's sometimes people will just make a whole bunch of accounts and do like crazy names, mm -hmm. like, uh, like Barry like, underscore McCockater. Yeah, clever. Very clever. Yeah, but then yeah. you like, you that read it one. out. And yeah. it's a great one, it's one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, like the, the, it'll pop up on the screen. And as like a streamer, you want to acknowledge the people that are following you. Acknowledge yes. when they're subscribing. Interact. They're giving you cheers. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it was like, oh, thanks, Barry McCockner. I appreciate the follow. <laughs> so a lot of times they'll do it just to hear you say it. And mm. then they can clip it. Now I have the power to delete it afterwards, but um, yeah, they'll they'll like make clips of of my video, things that they think are funny, things that they think people should see. Um, so they're just goofing crazy. on you, pretty much. They're just goofing. They're just goofing. Yeah, yeah. I I enjoy a good laugh though, and like somebody had said to me like, "Oh, you must be pretty funny if like you're streaming," and I was like, "Well, they're either laughing at me or they're laughing with me, but ninety percent of the time I'm laughing at myself." So. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I've said this before, but life is like way too short to be doing shit you don't want to be doing. 100%. Right? So 100%. even if people are laughing at you because you're, a, I don't know, a fucking stage clown, but you enjoy being a stage clown, really the More joke's on you. Exactly. The joke's yeah. on them. Right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I think it's awesome that, you know, not only that, that you're doing what you want to do, but I'm sure it's kind of empowering you. You know, it is. And and your son is seeing that, right? Yeah. He gets there there's quite a few times where like I'll be putting him to bed and he'd be like, Are you doing a show tonight? And like now I always have to say no. Because <laughs> if he knows that I'm doing a show, like he wants to come out and he wants to talk to people. He wants to put on my headset. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 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 I mean, one time it was pretty funny. He had gone to the washroom and like, I'm live on stream. I'm not going to pause the stream. Like, okay, go to the washroom, go to bed. It's all good. Um, so he went to the washroom, came back. Then he wanted some water. And like, now we've got bets going. How many times is Link going to mm. get out of his bed? How long is it going to take him for it to actually go to sleep? Um, and he came by one time and he just sat here and then he walked away. And I turned around and I was like, what are you doing, man? And he's like, nothing. And like, and like, as I turned my head, I just like had this waft of like fart and I was like did you just poop your pants and he's like no I'm like did you fart he's like yeah I tooted excuse me I'm like what are you doing <laughs> I'm streaming here he's just trying to do a cameo <laughs> like, oh, pretty yeah. much so like I know like I know he did it on purpose yeah of course like, he's four yeah. and a half but yeah. he's not dumb <laughs> well he thought I was he thought it was pretty hilarious you he know thought I mean? it was so funny yeah can you so, can like, you 
Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 no. He just he he enjoys the fact that that's something new that's come into our lives. Yeah. Well, I, I, and, and I think that that's kind of cool for fans. Like when I would watch shows as a kid, I don't really watch TV that much anymore. But something like uh, Viva La Bam. I love mm-hmm. that show. Do you remember that show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like I was part of what was going on in that guy's life, in Bam Margera's yeah. life. Although I wasn't, that show was totally staged, obviously. <laughs> but it, it was this, and, and maybe with your your Twitch, when you're streaming, is people feel like they're part of, you know, something bigger, yeah. right? Yeah, we're a community. These are my friends. Exactly. They, they know me. And it's funny that, like, I start off as like Miss Pistachio and like, this is my nut house. Like, welcome, oh, I love dream, it. I love let's it. Let's go. Um, but the longer people have been, you know, following me, then mm-hmm. they know my, now they know my name. My name is Jessica. Right. And they learn little things about me so that they can have other conversations and be like, oh, I know her better. <laughs> like, yes, so yeah, it, yeah. it's pretty cool. And I mean, the fact that I have like a kid and I am a single mom, it brings me into a whole separate demographic. Not just that I'm a noob, not just that I'm playing RuneScape, yes. not just that I'm a girl, but now I'm also a single mom. So there's support here, there's support there. Like in each category that I'm in, I'm getting people that are supportive in those specific reasons. That's why they're here. Like, oh, I'm a single mom too. I'm going to support you and I'm going to support this girl and and it's going to be great. Now we have more followers. Now we have more subscribers for this one reason alone. Right. And and, and that that niche of, you know, we're single parents, right? Uh people connect with that, right? Like yeah. again as a counselor, I I do one-on-one with people, but sometimes they need it because there's some intense things that they're going through. Yeah. But what's really helpful is when it's me and other people in a similar situation, and then they realize they're not alone. Yeah. Again, hearkening back to that sense of community. Because yeah. with COVID, the antidote to it is to realize, although we are kind of alone, we're stuck at home, we're not alone, right? Yeah, it's, it's funny. A friend of mine had sent me a video on New Year's. I'd done a New Year's stream. Yeah, so I saw that. Yeah. I, was, I was live and it was one of those things because people are watching from all over the world. It was like every hour ah, yeah. I was Ding. saying Happy New Year's, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Because time zones. But the very next day, somebody, a friend of mine who lives in Florida had sent me this video of like, as the ball dropped in Florida, all the people that are out. And he was like, it sucks to live in Florida and people aren't respecting social distancing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's funny because like, I was alone on New Year's. Link was sleeping and I was alone, but I was with a hundred different people on my stream. So I wasn't like- it, We're it alone, but not feel- lonely. Exactly. Right. That's a really right. good way to put it. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and as a single parent, like that's- how are you doing with that? Is that? I mean, I've been a single mom pretty much since the beginning, even when um, his dad was in the picture hundred percent, he was working three jobs. And so he wasn't there. Um, so it was a big reason on why there was separation in the first place. I just felt like I was doing it alone. Mm-hmm. Might as well just do it alone. Right. Um, and I've had great support. Like my mom has been amazing. I lived with her for the first two and a half years of Link's life. And she helped me raise him, uh, during the pandemic. Um, because now I can't work cause his daycare is closed. 
my mom would work Monday to Friday, pick them up from my house on Friday, have them Friday night, Saturday night, and I'd pick them up on Sunday. So she was working pretty much seven days a week. So I'm super, super grateful for that. As restrictions started lifting, you know, my dad was able to watch Link on uh, one day a week so that I could, you know, go to a CrossFit class and try to just, you know, get some me time get some errands done. Sometimes I wouldn't go to CrossFit and I just go grocery shopping because, you know, I can't take him out all the time. I, I think I've taken Link to a grocery store twice since we went into isolation in March. Right. So like a very, very minimal. I'm, I don't know if he's going to keep his mask on. I don't know if he's going to run around and try to hug people because he just has no concept. Like he understands social distancing, but he doesn't. Well, <laughs> so. I, I don't, I think, and I think that's an appropriate thing for him not to understand it. That's yeah. not something he should understand. No. Right? Nor should, is he in kindergarten? Not yet. No, Actually, okay. I have to register him this week for school, <laughs> but he'll start kindergarten in September. Yeah. yeah. Why? Well, because at the schools that I work at, I, I see, you know, how kids uh, play and stuff. And it's like, yeah, this is just like, what is social distancing to them? Nah. You know, that's like quantum no. physics for me. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. <laughs> so what, how is, how have you seen Link uh, handle coronavirus and all the things that have happened? It was really, really hard at first, mm -hmm. mostly because we had the schedule and we had this routine. And so his dad is only, or he leaves the province for about six to eight months every year. And then it's just me full time. Um, and right when lockdown happened was also when his dad left for season. So he went to the States and he went to Texas and they didn't get their stay at home order until June. And so the last time we saw him was March. And then he didn't come home. He didn't come home until October, end of October. Um, so for him, he went from going to daycare, seeing his dad, seeing grandma all the time, um, doing all of these fun, different things. Now you can't go to parks. We can't go see our friends at daycare. Um, you know, you're not having naps anymore because he'd nap at daycare, but at home, that was a no-go. So it was really, really, really tough. The first couple of months, like the first two months were like, like I have a whole new respect for stay-at-home moms. Let me just say, <laughs> uh, like amazing, amazing work because I wanted to blow my own brain off. <laughs> I'm not working anymore either, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like it was, it was a whole nother thing. So we adjusted together. Um, in the last month of isolation, we, I decided every other day we'd go for a two hour drive and mm. that's when he would nap and then it would be a little bit more sane and then daycare opened and that was probably the best thing for him. Yeah. It started off with small interactions. So they only had uh, five kids. Now they're back to their full class of, I believe it's 27. Mm. Um, oh, that's a big daycare. And there's, that's just one class. Yeah, there's two yeah. classes and then there's a whole separate daycare for kids that are like zero to three. Um, it's a whole like hockey program and everything is great. It's yeah. the best daycare. I, I don't want him to go to kindergarten. I just want him to stay at this daycare. <laughs> but I remember the teachers there cause it's a, a full educational, pre-educational daycare. And they had come to me one day, was, he's maybe like week three or week four of him being back. And they're like, I'm really sorry, but we're going to be starting curriculum again next week. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Like, that's awesome. And they're like, Oh, you like, 
Lincoln was really upset. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, he's been coming to us every day. And he's like, you're not teaching me anything. I want to learn something. Teach me something. I want to do circle time. And they're like, okay, okay. Like he put in complaints. Like I'm not like, what am I doing here? If you're not teaching me, why am I here? Yes. (laughs) So I was like, all right, well, cool. So like, yeah, I've seen a huge amount of growth in him Mm. um, since he's been back. But the first couple of months was hard. It was really hard for him. Well, one thing that like I'm so thankful for for my daughter is everything that she's taught me, you know, like mm-hmm. who I once was and who I am today. I have nothing I have nothing but reverence for that kid, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, and she's very Same patient piece. with me cuz like I'm, you know, as you know, I'm a bit of a thick head here, right? What's what's the the greatest thing that Link has taught you so far being a single parent? What real love is? Like I, we all have our, our five love languages. Um, and I read the five love languages of children and I didn't know that they need all five. They, they're still learning about life. So you've got to give them all five and then they'll choose eventually. And I've learned that like my son's love language is words of affirmation, um, and quality time and how important that is. Um, And I'll be, even if I'm like on the computer doing something and he's at the opposite end of the house, watching a show, doing a teddy bear, teddy bear stand on the couch. I'll be like, mom, like, yes. Like, I love you. Like, love you too, bud. Like every, like as often as possible. Like he, he's, he's so loving and he's so sweet. And it's like, man, like where are all those guys my age? Like, come on. (laughs) Not that I need a baby daddy, but like, like this, just the sweetest kid. So yeah, love. I, yeah, I've learned to love a lot harder, spending a lot more time with him. And as he's growing and like, it's crazy. You forget how the simplest things can be so exciting. Dude, we <laughs> over fucking complicate our lives. Oh yeah. Right. hundred you know, percent. In, in the pursuit of bullshit. <laughs> right. Like, what is this? And, yeah. and you're right. That's what my daughter has taught me. What are the, what are the other, so there's words of affirmation. Quality time, time, physical touch, uh, gifts, and um, apparently it's not one of mine. (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember what the fifth one is. I got to look that up. Yeah, it's a really good book. Um, And if anybody is listening that's interested, like me being a single mom, um, a lot of the book is about like, you know, raising a child with somebody but there's also a couple chapters on like being a single parent um it's easier for a child to receive um love in different ways from different people like a mom and a dad when they love differently and they receive love differently whereas where you're a single parent like it doesn't matter (laughs) you got to do these things and it's all on you um depending on how involved the other parent is. Um, So yeah, I I learned a lot from that book and it was a really, really good read. Well, and, 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 you know, I, the work that you're doing is so, what an understatement, but the work that you're doing as a parent is so important because, you know, we are raising the future and, you know, being a man was not very well laid out for me not by anyone's fault or anything but it was just what I was uh kind of teaching myself to take in and what was a man because you know 
my dad was out of the picture when I was 14, right? Okay, yeah. Which is a pretty crucial period. Yeah. Right? But but I'm very, you know, blessed and fortunate that I had a mother who was just there for me, right? Yeah. And that's, a kid just needs that one person in their life. Yeah. Right? Yep. So. It's they, just need, a, they need somebody that's going to be stable. No they need, a, they need, yeah. And, and you're the rock star. Right. Well, and like right now he's at this stage, like his bat, his dad is back in town and he still sees grandma on, mm-hmm. on specific, specific days. Cause I don't want to rip them apart either. Of course. Um, but I'm, because I'm the one that's always here. I'm the rule setter. I'm yes. the no BS yeah. like mm-mm, boy, yeah. but everybody else are like the fun parent and all that yeah. stuff. And I've really had to been like, okay, he hates me right now sometimes, Yeah. yeah. but He's going to thank me <laughs> in the end. <laughs> the number one thing that kids need is consistency. 100%. Right? And that's just something that we overlook. Like, yeah, let's be fun. Let's do this. But that's not necessarily consistent. No. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, and, and if we want to raise a, a generation of people that are kind, because, you know, that's what really matters. Yeah. It, it comes down to that. Yeah. Right? To parents sure. that are there. So, you know. I, I appreciate everything that you're doing. Now, thanks for those that want to check out your stream. How do, how do we find you? You know, it's it's twelve o'clock at night. I want to check out Jessica Raven, uh, killing it on RuneScape. How do I do that? So you can go to Twitch and you can type in MS Pistachio, Miss Pistachio, or you can go to Twitch.tv/slash Miss Pistachio. That'll bring you right up to my page. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram or on Twitter. I'm Miss Pistachio there as well. Awesome. Yeah. And, and and what advice do you have to people who are thinking about starting a stream themselves? Just do it. Oh, just yeah. Just do it. You're thinking about it? Just do it. If you don't like it, stop. It's easy. It's That's so like, simple. Put that so on a t-shirt, simple. man. Sell it for a right. billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Uh-huh. Give it a go. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well, Jessica, thank you so much. I have to go pick up my daughter now from daycare before I'm a bad parent. So, <laughs> Well, thank you so much for having me on. It was a great conversation. My pleasure. We'll have you on again real soon. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to it. All right. Take care. See you later. Once again, that was Jessica Raven with the immortal words of just do it, just do it, whatever, whatever it is. You have no idea whose life you could change for the better by just doing what you want to do. And life is just way too damn short to not be doing what you want to be doing. So if you want to be an opera singer, you know, better start writing that opera, right? Listen to your Celine Dion and your Andrea Pacelli and uh, get to it, my friend. You can do it. And I can't wait to hear it. In fact, if you have an idea, send us a, a little blurb. Our Instagram is probably wrong about everything. And we get back to you real quick. And trust me when I say this, we love hearing from you. So send us that and have a great day. Thank you again for listening. I'm Robert Grant, and I'm probably wrong about everything.